Welcome to Gin and Topics Tasting Room. I'm swapping Anya for Emma, our resident gin expert, the little monkey. And she's going to tell us about the gin that we drank this week, what we should have tasted, and what we could do with the rest of the bottle. So pour a glass and join us in a little gin tasting. Hey Emma. Hello. What do you think of dinosaurs? Blumming love dinosaurs. Jurassic Park maybe not so much, but I love dinosaurs. They're really cool, aren't they? What do you think about a T-Rex? Oh no, T-Rex are too big and scary. I like the little triceratops. They're cute. Oh nice. Or a stegosaurus with all the uh, the things on the back. Little triangles. Yeah. Easy little triangles. Very geometric. I love a geometric dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And why do you think T-Rexes have tiny hands? Oh, I don't know. Well, they make terrible bartenders. I do know that much. <gasps> Could you imagine a T-Rex trying to make a cocktail? It'd be adorable. <laughs> if we gave a T-Rex some gin and glasses and ice and then just gave it, you know, tonic and go, go on then, make me one. I'd be hysterical to watch, <laughs> wouldn't I? Well, they wouldn't be able to reach into the ice well with the scoop. They wouldn't, would they? No. They do no. a really good, I'm doing a really good cocktail shaking <laughs> shimmy dance. You though. are. <laughs> I think they'd be really good at that. <laughs> so um, just to share with you, we were talking about not knowing what the T-Rex's arms are for. Right. And one of the ideas is it could be for titillating their partners. Oh, my word. So with that, I've got a titillating gin for you. <laughs> you do, and it's from the neck of the woods that I grew up in. It's a good old Yorkshire yeah. gin from Whitby. It's very exciting. It is indeed a Yorkshire gin from Whitby, and it's got a fossil on the bottom. Nice. I used to go fossil hunting on Whitby Beach when I was little. I used to find all sorts of... Did you ever find not, one? Well, just the usual, the, co- the coiled ones. Yeah. Found loads of those, but they, nothing more am- exciting. Ammonite. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an ammonite that's on the on the bottom, which makes me think that lots of people find ammonites in Whitby. Yeah. I haven't found a fossil yet, but I think that's because I walk around expecting them to jump up and go, hey, Sarah, I'm a fossil. <laughs> and they don't. Well, we used to get rocks as well and then split them open to see if there was one hiding inside. Never found one that way, though. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I never was bothered by that i just walk around looking down at the ground but anyway (laughs) we are here to talk about gin not fossils and we have the whitby gin and it's from yorkshire yes tell me what what do you know about it um it actually won the best british london dry gin at the world gin awards back in 2019 so it's got decent credentials nice um like an award winner yes uh 42 percent so you know slightly over your your kind of benchmark of 40 um, so it should mix well, shouldn't get lost too much in your cocktails or with your tonic. You've got 12 traditional botanicals, so things like juniper, coriander, some licorice, some citrus. Uh, but then they actually add some locally foraged botanicals. So they've got mm. sugar kelp, honey and heather. So all those little Yorkshire Ooh. bees going around, sampling all the flowers and then coming back, making some honey and they've put some of that in their gin. Oh, nice. And so, but with that honey... It's not a honey sweetener. The honey is... So with most things that are sweet, when you kind of distill them, they're quite big, complex sugars. 
So with mm. honey, obviously, you've got all of these, you know, it's a very complex way of, of making a sugar that the, the bees do when they're making it. So I'd say honey, you're not going to get that sweetness. You're going to get some of the other characteristics, the kind of floral notes that you often get with um, kind of yeah. very locally small kind of batch honeys. Um, licorice is an interesting one, actually, because I said it's got licorice as a, as a normal botanical. You think that's kind of to give an anise flavour, but it's not. You yeah. add licorice for sweetness. Okay, so I love my herbal tea. Yes. And I now have a whole array of loose teas in my cupboard to make my herbal teas. But I always have licorice because I love that little bit of sweetness in the herbal tea. And I don't like the blends that use vanilla for sweetness because yes. it just doesn't do it for me. But I know there are lots of people that the other way around, that the licorice is, is wrong, yeah. don't want it at all. Well, yeah, so licorice, a lot of people kind of get put off with it um, when they see it in a gin. It's like, oh, it's going to taste of aniseed and anise and things like that. It actually doesn't yeah, yeah. Um, with this one because the, those kind of sweet sugary molecules or like you know the, the thing that gives you the impression of sweetness will come across in distillation so if we do taste sweetness in this Got it probably you. won't be from the honey but it actually might be from the licorice from the licorice yeah. okay right stuffing my nose in oh got juniper hello hooray <laughs> i'm happy now happy happy juniper nose i know you've got some lovely florals though it's quite clean and fresh but then there's a nice kind of floral note behind it it's a bit of herbal maybe in there that might come out more when we taste it it is a really so noticeably from last week a much more complex nose yes last week was very much oh it's a gin it's quite uh woody but this there is a lot more going on and is it because there are 12 botanicals rather than 10 botanicals or well you've probably got i mean licorice is quite rooty as well so you do end up with some kind of earthiness from that but i think because it's not got too much of the earthy side of the botanicals it's not masking on the nose you're able to pick up some of the kind of lighter flavors that might have been maybe dampened last week just because of yeah. that prevalence of the earthy angelica but you haven't got that there it's a lot brighter mm Okay, I'm going to taste. Oh, yum. You've got definite savoury notes that you don't pick up on, on the nose coming through at the end there, but otherwise it kind of follows the, the nose and it really got juniper, got a bit of herbal notes kind of come through, but then there's a nice kind of delicate florality. And then, yeah, savoury towards yeah, the end. Yeah, there is lots of floral. Yeah. I wonder if that's the sugar kelp or the heather or something causing those kind of more savoury elements. Yeah, I've never tasted Heather, but I'd say that that's what I could taste. Yeah. I mean, it feels quite botanically packed as well. You're getting a lot of botanicals for your buck, and I'm wondering, I'm going to slosh a little bit of tonic in and see. I just wonder if it might loosh a little bit. Not too much, actually. Not as much as I was expecting. Sorry, explain that. Sometimes, so you know with absinthe, when you add um, water to them, they go all cloudy. Yeah. It's because the intensity yeah. of the oils coming out of solution... Because uh, there's so many oils kind of packed in there. Um, and it sometimes happens with gin. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Some people used to think it was a bad thing. But actually, given the whole spectrum of different distillers, distillery types, still setups, sometimes it just happens. And um, there's a few uh, producers who actually, once they've tried to stop the louche, they're like, well, it doesn't taste as good. So we're just going to be yeah, happy with that. Yeah. But I did think this one might, and it hasn't surprised me. Still nice and clear. A little bit loose as soon as you put the tonic in, but it's settled out. And so you're thinking of it 
that it would do that. So one mm. of the things I was thinking when I was tasting it was that it felt really full in my mouth yes. in terms of the, the, the consistency of the liquid was quite solid. If that makes sense, and I think Solid that's liquid. what, yeah. So that's when you got Oily. all the botanicals packed in, botanically intense. It really mm. coats your tongue, um, which is what made me thought think it might loose. But uh, yeah, it has not. Oh, that is so good. It's really lovely, isn't it? Go on, Yorkshire. <laughs> I couldn't drink too much of it neat because of that real, yeah, in your face, heavy, um, oily sort of texture to it but oh, I could drink a lot of it long exactly with the tonic as well the business of the quinine helps um, but I think this one would be natural bedfellows with any kind of citrus cocktail um, mm. I think that will you know open everything up a little bit so something maybe like a Tom Collins that we've tried before because it's super easy just a lemon juice sugar syrup yeah. gin soda no shaking or anything required. Yeah. Whack it all in a glass. Yum. Or you could do a white lady, yum, yum. but you know that egg white's going to be in there. You're going to have to do the double shake and your yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you oh you could do with um what was it the sparkling bee's knees yes. with prosecco and lemon and honey because of the honey that's exactly. also in there. That would be a lovely throwback. That would be really nice. But you'd have you really ought to go and get some Yorkshire honey right. to go with that. Exactly. Well, this, this is the thing. This is what I love about honey. They are so different, even from, you know, counties that are next to each other or, you know, a couple of streets over. One guy's making honey. He's like, oh, this is my honey. I was like, oh, that's delicious. A couple of streets over. This other guy's like, hey, I'm making honey. I was like, well, that's completely different. Uh, just all depends on the bee's diet. Different fields, different honeys. I know. Totally, totally. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I think, my, you know, my next drink with the Whitby is going to be a sparkling bee's knees. Sounds Use up that Prosecco delightful. that you have lying around. <laughs> oh, that, you know, casual Prosecco lying around my house. It's close to a problem. <laughs> it just needs using up. <laughs> Yum. Really nice. Thank you for that. And what can I do with a bottle with the ammonite on the bottom? Is it? Does the label come off or is it etched on? I can't tell. Uh, yeah, the label comes off. So I could take the label off. I could put lights in it, but I kind of want to put it upside down or maybe I should buy lots of them, cut them and put them in the wall like bricks. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. I mean, you can also just try and put a ship in a bottle because, you know, Whitby ships, that would be quite fun. I'd also like quite oh, like to watch you try nice. and do that over many, many gins. <laughs> maybe I can put a T-Rex in a bottle. <laughs> Stegosaurus in a bottle. Right, enough. We have to stop. Uh, enough from Whitby. And then we will see you next week with another gin of some sort. Don't know what it is going to be yet. I'll surprise you. I'm excited already. <laughs> see you then. See you next week. So there you go. That was this week's gin. And if you haven't listened to the topic that we paired with the gin, then why don't you do that now with the rest of your glass? And if you want to share what you're pairing your gin with and what you're going to do with the rest of your bottle, then join us on social media at Topic Gin. And of course, listen again next week for another topic and quite a few more gins. <laughs> See you then. Cheers. Cheers.